And they went to practicing the very same things that made her go into exile, and even worse. Surely, Judah should not expect a different judgment from Yehoah than their sister nation had earlier received. After Isaiah's day, their badness reached a point under the wicked rule of Manasseh, where Yehoah simply refused to forgive them any further. He then determined to destroy their holy city, Jerusalem, and to remove them from off the land of promise and send them into exile in Babylon for seventy years. There they would come under the rule of worshippers of false gods and rebuild some sort of appreciation for what the precious thing that they had lost. In time, Yehoah would restore a small repentant remnant to a rested and cleansed homeland. There, true worship could again flourish, and the land would regenerate like the Garden of Eden. On a small scale, this repentant remnant would be like a new heavens, ruling over a cleansed new earth under Zerubbabel and a cleansed priesthood under Joshua. They would rebuild the temple and restore true worship to a unified Israel. As we shall see in our study of Isaiah, these smaller-scale events pointed to a much larger and much more important series of events that will involve all the earth, along with the bringing in of a new heavens and a new earth, wherein righteousness is to dwell. For just as the new heavens and the new earth that I am making are standing before me, is the utterance of Yehoah, so the offspring of you people and the name of you people will keep standing. But there are new heavens and a new earth that we are awaiting according to his promise, and in these righteousness is to dwell. Isaiah is considered to be the fifth gospel because of its many messianic prophecies. Many of these prophecies saw their first fulfillment in the first century of our common era in the person of Jesus Christ. Today, they will reach a final major fulfillment in the person of the Son of Man during his presence and subsequent coming. While he was sitting upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples approached him privately, saying, Tell us, when will these things be? And what will be the sign of your presence and of the conclusion of the system of things? Concerning that day and hour, nobody knows, neither the angels of the heavens nor the Son, but only the Father. Keep on the watch, therefore, because you do not know on what day your Lord is coming. These, then, stand as important reasons for us to pay close attention and to learn from the events and the mistakes of the past history of God's covenant people. There are today modern-day counterparts to these two nations of Israel and Judah. They are Christendom, which represents Israel, and Jehovah's Witnesses, which represent Judah, and from which all the true kings in the line of Judah, or all true anointed ones, come from today. Christendom, like ancient Israel, broke away from the true kingdom in the greater David's family line back at the end of the first century of our common era. Like ancient Israel, 
they formed their own priesthood, appointed and selected by men, and also kings of their own choosing, not of the line of David. These men then led the people astray into apostasy and the worship of idols, and the worship of their own mere dungy idols, other men. And I shall certainly annihilate your sacred high places, and cut off your incense stands, and lay your own carcasses upon the carcasses of your dungy idols, and my soul will simply abhor you. Jehovah's Witnesses saw the downfall of Christendom in 1919 CE, but they have truly not taken to heart important lessons from this, and they now practice the same disgusting things that Christendom does, and worse. Will their judgment from Yehoah be any different? Isaiah first